everybody, this is Sam with Paranormal Review, and this is where we take uh, different TV shows, paranormal shows, and we review them, we break them down. Um, like I tell everybody, I'm kind of coming at this from a skeptical point of view. I am also uh, basically adding in maybe the questions that... I am concerned about or um, questions that I would ask, questions that I want to know, um, or something that I don't understand. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out to you guys. Um, there's going to be several parts of this episode where I'm going to have questions and I'm going to ask you guys to answer them. Uh, hit me up at paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com. That's singular. Pod is singular. So it's paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com. Or hit us up at Twitter at Paranormal Reviews. Or you can come over to Facebook and we are part of the group that is called Nick Groft portals to hell and ghost adventures we talk about all kinds of different shows in there and different events and things that are going on but i'm going to go ahead and tell you that this episode that i have picked i have um a lot of questions about why they did what they did but also uh some technical questions i've been very upfront with all of you um i don't know a lot of the different devices that they use some of the things that i've read about them may be old um one gentleman corrected me and said that they had fixed one thing that i was griping about it in a piece of equipment so feel free to write in or or call me um, on anything that I say and say, hey, Sam, that, that's teetotal garbage bunk. Uh, you've got that one wrong. But what I decided to do was uh, pull up Ghost Adventures. I've told you that I've been DVRing a bunch of different shows, and I'm trying to spread them around. I don't want to do the same show, you know, several times in a row and get people bored because I know that there are people that do or do not like certain shows for whatever reason that is. So I actually decided to go back to the beginning of uh, Ghost Adventures, their last season, and pick up on their serial killer spirit series now i know this is a controversial topic um a lot of people in um a lot of facebook groups and reddit groups and and different things that i've seen have kind of been leery of him choose of Zach um, doing this miniseries where he took four serial killers, he picked different places, and he went to those to see if he could make contact with their spirits. This particular episode, they're going to be talking about John Wayne Gacy. It aired on October 12th, 2019, and they chose the old Gillette uh, prison in Gillette. Um, Illinois. Now, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm not sure why. Um, 
I was doing some research on this particular topic. Um, as you guys know, I have DVR'd, like I said, a lot of different programs. And I sit down, I literally watch them, take notes, uh, stop, rewind, listen to see if I can hear things. Um, I also write down any questions I may have. Sometimes they're answered later in the program, sometimes they're not. But I kind of give you my first thoughts. And I have been trying to research different places if I can and find out further information. Uh, for instance, if you guys want to go back and listen to it, um, if you listen to the new Ghost Hunters, um, it is their second episode. It's called Lady in the Window. Um, I found out that that particular house has been um, basically for sale for years. Um, they have they keep dropping the price on it. Um, I truly believe that the homeowner was trying to scam ghost hunters and was trying to set some things up. Um, some of the people that were made available for their interview were not who they said they were and were part of other articles. So if you haven't listened to that episode, feel free to listen to that. But anyway, um... After watching this, I was just kind of curious. They went back and forth mentioning John Wayne Gacy. Um, Zach seemed to be really into it the first day, day and a half, I believe, that they were there. Uh, really wanting to know about it, about him, about how long he was there, and things like that. Um, during the investigation part... Zach almost seemed to kind of wander away from the John Wayne Gacy thing, which I was kind of happy about. However, Aaron stayed on it. And so I was interested in why they actually chose this. I'm going to be real honest with you. In the research I did, I don't know. And um, maybe that's something that I need to ask Zach and Aaron and Billy and Jay when I go out to Vegas and see them is, hey, what what made you choose this? Choose this particular location? Because when you get on the Gillette uh, prison site and it tells you the history, they don't mention John Wayne Gacy at all. Not at all. He's one of the most famous, um, notorious serial killers in United States history. If he was there for any length of period of time, believe me, that would have been one of their claims to fame. However, they keep talking uh, about Babyface Nelson, who uh, was a criminal and mafia bank robber, things like that. Um back in the early 1900s, they talk about him being there and different mafia members being there. But John Wayne Gacy is not in any of their, on their official site whatsoever. Now, they say that uh, Ghost Adventures was there and they tell you, you know, when they were there and things like that. They even have a video clip up of when they visited but they do not talk about John Wayne Gacy. 
when I did some research into John Wayne Gacy, it didn't mention him being at Old Gillette Prison. So I am a little confused just right off the beginning before even turning on the program. Why did they choose this? And who chose this? Um, I want to believe, I know that all of you out there want to believe that the Travel Channel did it. Uh, you know, the big bad Travel Channel, that they were mean and they, they made them go there. Um, yeah, I think the Travel Channel has so many shows and is part of the Discovery Network that they probably do not pick the sites. Also, this was a Zach project. I, I know that he has been interested in serial killers since he was young, and I know this is something that he has wanted to do for a while. Um, in different seasons, he has went to um, different places. Uh, his museum has different items from serial killers, such as Ed Gain uh, up in um, Wisconsin. So... I I want to say not Zach, but I have a funny feeling that Zach told his researchers, hey, I want to do something with John Wayne Gacy, and I don't know whether sites were unavailable or he was blocked. Um, I'm not really sure what exactly went on. And uh, we're going to talk about it as we go through the actual episode. Um the different tour guides and the different people that they interview, they pretty much tell you John Wayne Gacy wasn't there very long. He was processed there at the jail when he entered the prison system after being sentenced. It does not say how long he actually stayed there before he was moved to another prison. Um, I suspect it was not a very long time. Then, uh, later on, they find out that he had a heart episode that needed to be checked out, and he was brought back to the prison in the hospital unit, hospital ward, whatever you want to call it, and he was checked out again, Um, not talked about how long he was there. Um, it was before his execution. He was not executed at Gillette Prison. He was moved back to his original prison. So I, I have a funny feeling. Like I said, I don't think he was there that long. So I'm not real sure why even base a whole episode around John Wayne Gacy with this particular location. Um, I'm going to give you my feelings on why later. But anyway, for those of you who don't know, um, if you've watched the episode, you know that this prison was opened up that in 1960. Uh, both sides of the Civil War were housed here. Uh, there's been many murders, rapists, um, your typical people that have been in prisons. Uh, through the research that I did on their official site, uh, some of the buildings were built as women prisons, and they did not last that long, and basically 
it was just an all-men's prison. It was built with limestone, and, and anybody that has watched Ghost Adventures for a while knows that that's usually a trigger for them, that they truly believe that limestone has properties where um, paranormal energy can be kind of caught in limestone or rock and it's almost like it makes a recording and usually they talk about residual hauntings now i've noticed that ghost adventures has stopped doing a lot of this because when you watch the earlier seasons it's mostly nick groff who is talking about this and he talks about it in ghosts of shepherd town and mentions it every once in a while in paranormal lockdown and on viddy space his new uh project but um it is kind of well known in the paranormal community that limestone is almost like a conductor like a recorder and it's really weird that you usually hear about residual hauntings um, in limestone areas. Of course, it's abandoned now. It's shut down. Um, and then in 1980, John Wayne Gacy was processed through this particular prison, and he was nicknamed the Killer Clown. He killed uh, 33 young boys and men from 1972 to 1978. He lured them into his house. Um, he handcuffed them, strangled most of them, and then disposed of them in shallow graves underneath his house. The police spent, I don't know, I think it was a week or so digging through dirt and mud, um, uncovering these bodies. And, um, John Borowski, who they introduced as an author and documentarian, kind of gave them the background on this. Um, I was too young. I don't, I don't really remember the killer clown. I wasn't really into the John Wayne Gacy kind of atmosphere or anything like that. So I don't really remember this going on. Um, so it's not fresh in my mind or anything of course then we meet mark wells who is a former guard at the prison and he talks about how he discovered three suicides in the jail while he was working at different times um and he talked about how prisoners felt like you know this was kind of a dead end and that they would commit suicide um and then he's the one that kind of drops the bomb you can kind of tell that zach didn't know that gacy had came back shortly before his execution because of a heart episode and that he was over in the hospital section of it um and Mike talks about how the hospital area is kind of ground zero um, for an aggressive male presence. Now, here's where I kind of want to veer off track. Um, it's almost like Zach jumps to the conclusion that this possibly could be John Wayne Gacy. He kind of goes back and forth, and I'm going to point those out to you. 
But with Mike Will saying that this is an aggressive male presence, uh, from what I read about John Wayne Gacy, he was not an aggressive male presence. Hence the reason why he dressed up as a clown in order to get young kids or or young males um, to be around him and be comforted by him and and lured in to his home or to go home with him. Um, he wasn't someone that was going to attack you uh, or anything like that from everything that I saw. He did handcuff them, and like I said, he strangled them, but it, it was because they couldn't fight back. It wasn't a power control struggle type fighting situation. So that almost makes me believe that you can almost rule the hospital section out for John Wayne Gacy. I don't believe that he would be the aggressive male presence that, you know, you would see there. And then you have um, Lisa, and I am going to pronounce her name wrong, and I go ahead and apologize now, and Lisa, if you're listening, I hope that you are not offended, but I believe they pronounced her name Janky. Um, they put her down as an eyewitness to the Gacy educa- uh, uh, execution. Well, then Zach asks some questions, and we find out, no, no, not really. Um, She didn't actually see him die. She was not in the execution room, like in the witness room. She didn't actually see him put to death. She was just actually outside, standing in the crowds that you see the news sometimes show of people chanting and everything. And so, wasn't real sure why they used that title with her. Um, I mean, they literally put her name and then said, I witnessed to Gacy's execution, and she wasn't. So, um, if you've listened to our podcast before, we feel almost like Ghost Adventures started out going out of their way to prove themselves. Um, Ghost Adventures was one of the first TV shows with Paranormal State and Ghost Hunters um, to really break into the paranormal TV. And I get the feeling that they're... Not that they're getting lazy. I don't want to say that. Um, They do put up with a a rough schedule and everything. I just find that maybe they've been doing this well, and they need to take a long break. Um, Either that, or maybe they need to get a different showrunner, or maybe let someone else do their editing, producing, directing, whatever, just to kind of pump some life into them and get them on the right track. Um, I feel like they've wandered off and kind of lost their way just a little bit. But anyway, um, Zach asks about Gacy being in there in the hospital ward to get treatment, and she basically just 
says yes. She doesn't really elaborate. If she did elaborate, they edited that out. So again, I was like, why? Why is she here? So Gay, um, Zach then makes kind of a huge deal of saying that Gacy was under this roof. That he was actually, could have been standing here where Zach was. Well, yeah, Zach, um, we kind of get that. That's the whole premise of this four-part miniseries you're doing on serial killers and why you're there. Um, however, like I've said before, I don't know that Gacy was actually there for any length of time, and who knows if he has actually stood where you were standing. But um, Lisa then proceeds to tell them that she had taken a tour with a group of investigators that had been there actually the night before. And they had had some issues the night before where they felt that something had followed them home and bothered them the rest of the night. Lisa, like I said, joined them on the tour the next night. And she said that while she was there, there was a lady in the group that felt something kind of go up her back, underneath her backpack, and then around and almost caress her chest. And I'm thinking, while Zach is reacting to that, I'm thinking, well, why didn't they get her? Um... I'm not thinking that Lisa's that great of a witness or even an interview. Um, then she surprises me, and I'm like, go, Lisa. Um, she walks across the hall, and she points to the room, and she says, over here is um, where I was pushed. So, um, there, since they're in the hospital section, Zach uh, walks into a room and kind of acts like he's shocked that the equipment is still there. I actually am too, um, because I'm shocked it hasn't been stolen, or it hasn't been broken, it hasn't been ripped open for metal or copper or computer chips or anything that might be worthwhile in that, um, so, Zach is, is, you know, still kind of shocked that the x-ray table is still there. And then he points to it and said, you know, it's possible Gacy laid here to get a chest x-ray. Um, yeah, yeah, um, Zach again, it could be possible. Pretty much anything is possible. Here's the thing, you've got to remember, Gacy came into the prison system in 1980. This prison did not close until 2002-2003. Um, that is a fairly newer machine um, as far as for the time. I'm thinking that probably was not the x-ray machine that Gacy actually laid on to get x-rays of his chest, but... Who knows? But anyway, as they start 
talking about that, Zach and Lisa start feeling this, you know, dark energy kind of come over them, and Zach says, can you do something to us right now? And, um, Aaron kind of hears something. And Zach is kind of doing his, I gotta figure it out, because um, I can't have someone hearing something that I didn't hear. So he's like, what'd you hear? Did you hear a rock or something? And Aaron says, you know, it's more like a boom or something. And immediately Zach then says, well, I heard something higher pitched. What? You you heard something higher pitched, Zach? Then why did you guess a rock? Um, see, this is the thing that gets on my nerves now about Ghost Adventures. Like I said, you know, Ghost Adventures back in the day used to be the thing to watch and to get into. But now, I just kind of wonder. Um, so it's little things like this. You know, Zach says, what'd you hear, a rock or something? And then when... You know, Aaron says, well, no, I, I, I think it might have been a boom. Then you hear Zach say, well, I heard something higher pitched. Well, that doesn't even make sense, Zach. And, you know, they have editors. So why not edit some of this out? Um, it just It just drives me crazy. But anyway, Aaron and Billy, they kind of go down the hallway to kind of follow the noise um that Aaron heard he heard it off um and Aaron decides that he's gonna take some flash photography and Billy of course has a camera and then they capture a weird light anomaly in a weird shape now I'm gonna go ahead and ruin it for all of you I'm gonna do a spoiler that um they're going to find a lot of a light anomalies in this particular episode. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. Um, I know the paranormal community is split in many different directions about orbs, about light anomalies, uh, balls of energy, whatever you want to call them. That they're not sure that they're spirits, they're not sure that they're anything other than energy. We we all know that energy just doesn't uh, disappear or anything, and so that it is around. So, Ghost Adventures seems to me... Now, the, again, you guys feel free to write me at paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com. Come on over to uh, Facebook and Twitter and holler at us. Uh, argue with me all you want, but I really feel like when Ghost Adventures is getting nothing, and I do mean nothing, then they all of a sudden see a lot of light anomalies.
but when they feel like they're actually getting stuff and they are having a good time or they've been into town and you know they're in a toy store or they're eating or they're messing around with fans and they can show that instead well then we see other things we we don't get a lot of light anomalies and i know that people that are big fans of the show or big fans of zach are going to argue and say no just certain places have light anomalies more of them well no i feel like if you sit down and you truly watch a ghost adventures episode I think no matter what they're doing, you, if you really look, there are light anomalies probably in every episode, but they're just finding better things and not calling attention to them. Whereas when they're not getting anything, light anomalies pop up like crazy. So here's number one. Um... Lisa, they, um, Aaron says that, you know, they see this weird light anomaly, and Lisa says, this, this is actually the room that I was pushed in, and Zach makes the comment that when bad people who raped and murdered come to the hospital ward to be treated, and then they die there, then they're trapped there. Yes. I'm being quiet on purpose. Because I want you to think about that. Because Zach makes a big deal after saying that. That after he he says it, that he didn't like what he felt. That he felt something. He felt um, energy. He felt dark. He felt like he needed, needed to actually leave. Um, but let me kind of repeat the gist of what Zach said. Zach said that people who rape and murder and then come to the hospital area to be treated and then they end up dying there can be trapped there because it's so traumatic. Then Zach, why are you looking for John Wayne Gacy there? Why were you trying to talk to him? Why, later in this investigation, do you send Aaron and Jay here to talk to John Wayne Gacy? Because remember, all you podcast listeners out there, John Wayne Gacy didn't die here. John Wayne Gacy was executed somewhere else so he didn't die and he's not trapped in that room so whatever dark energy that came over Zach that caused him to leave and caused him to say that he just didn't like what he felt after he said that it wasn't John Wayne Gacy, which is the topic of this episode. All right, moving on. 
Um, they start basically a EVP session uh, with Aaron, and they receive no intelligent responses to the spirit box. Um, because um, Zach is drawn, though, to the energy in a room near Aaron, he goes on in there and he says that when he shuts his eyes, he would see a man standing there and screaming. And he starts taking pics with his camera, um, his phone. Excuse me. He used to take them with Polaroids, uh, flash photography. He does not do that right now. He took them with his phone. And he said that he sees a mist near the table in the room. And it appears to kind of be behind the table. Zach says, you know, they're not able to debunk it. Well, my first question is, how did you try to debunk it? Because we, we didn't see you try. But first of all, let's go back to what I said about Aaron. Aaron tried to do um, a spirit box session, EVP session, um, where, you know, he was asking questions. He didn't receive any intelligent responses. That's what Zach's voiceover says. Now, let me say that again. We see Aaron do a spirit box. We, see, we hear him asking questions. Zach, at that time, does not say anything. It is the voiceover, after he has edited this, that he said they received no intelligent responses. When Zach uses words like that, it causes me to kind of perk up. Does that mean that they did receive responses through the spirit box, but they had nothing to do with Aaron's questions? Does that mean that Aaron said, how many of you are here? And he heard a voice going, truck. Or whatever. Because... I felt, found that very interesting that Zach used the word, we received no intelligent responses. Also, there's a difference in the paranormal community of, like I brought up, residual hauntings and intellectual hauntings. And so did they get any residual hauntings, but... Because Jane, John Wayne Gacy is the topic of this particular episode, they didn't bother looking for residual. He, they didn't really bother about trying to find out about anyone else but John Wayne Gacy. So, it's almost like they shut this investigation down. No, let me rephrase that. It's almost like they narrowed it down. They didn't shut it. Um, 
it's just like instead of having a wide open investigation where they have a little bit of history, they just kind of narrowed this just to John Wayne Gacy because of this miniseries that Zach was wanting to put together. And anything that didn't really fit into that narrative, they really just didn't want to talk about. They didn't want to show. But anyway, back to Zach Smith near the table. He says, you know, they 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 just weren't able to debunk it. Well, immediately I start saying, well, how did you debunk it? And my very first question when I stopped it was, um, where are the series of picks that Zach says that you need to shoot one right after another? Well, right after this, they show that he did do that. He took quite a few series of picks, and you can see the mist is not there, then it is, and then it's not, uh, and how it kind of dissipates. Um, But what I, when I want them to debunk things, and they're using their cameras, I want them to shine lights on the floor. I want them to um, have cameras set up exactly where they had them set up to see if there was any reflection. Did someone move? Um, What's going on? Is it a stain that when Zach was taking the different pictures that they could recreate on the floor? Um, I wanted to know in the pictures because I couldn't tell, did it move, or did it just, boom, disappear, you know, um, I also wanted to know, did anyone in the crew, did they go over there and stand, and they take pictures, and see if there was anything there, um, what if someone was standing somewhere else in the room, or near the room, um, did that cause any kind of reflections, or anything like that, and then I also wanted to know, why, since you guys have all this fancy new, wonderful equipment that you love to show off, why did no one have the thermal or the SLS camera, or why could they not go get one, and you put that on there? I, I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why they get a piece of evidence, and it seems to me like the old Ghost Adventurers used to go above and beyond to try to debunk, and with Ghost Nation and Ghost Hunters coming back, they do try to debunk, and I don't understand why Ghost Adventures does not want to recreate things or to go that extra mile, like I said, with a thermal camera or with an SLS and see what's going on. Show off your equipment. But anyway, Zach says if the rooms are this active in broad daylight, then uh, GAC needs to be prepared for how charged it can be at night. Why? Why? Um, Most people, again, in the paranormal community, will tell you. Um, 
there's not usually a difference when you investigate in the day and when you investigate at night. A lot of people, number one, enjoy investigating at night because it's scarier. Um, number two, your equipment does work a little better as far as you're able to see things. Um, your senses are heightened, therefore you may hear things that you may not hear or anything like that. But if something's going to happen, if there are truly spirits there, demons there, or even residual hauntings, um, a lot of times they happen no matter what. So it doesn't matter whether it's nighttime or not. Something's not going to be charged just because it's nighttime. And Zach has explained that himself. So why is he saying this? Has he changed his mind? Um, did he find out something that we don't really know? But anyway, we get to meet Rob Johnson. And he's the old Gillette Prison Preservation Coalition. Um, and he talks about how excited he is that they're going to gain unprecedented access to the West Block, to the North Chapel, to the hospital. Uh, and then he even points, hey, the West End uh, showers are right there. And Billy says, well, I think someone was walking right over there. And Zach takes off, and he opens the door to the outside and says, there's no one walking. That this is all enclosed right here. Um, I don't know about you, but again, I stopped, and I stopped my DVR, and I rewound that, and I thought, I missed something. There was something there I didn't hear. I didn't write it down. You know, I need I need to stop this and replay this. Well, no. Um, Rob says, you know, the West Shires are right over there. And Billy says, I thought I saw someone walking. And then, boom, you see Zach. Well, number one, Zach didn't run to where... Billy was pointing, it didn't look like. Number two, why did he immediately go to the door? Did he hear a door noise? Like that someone had opened it and had left? Um, was he debunking and not telling us that? But he really did open the door to the outside, and he looked, and he said, you know, this is an enclosed area. Um, it's all enclosed right here. There's, there's no one here. But they didn't show it. They, they never show the outside. Um... You know, a camera person, or they didn't hand Zach a camera, didn't show him opening the door, didn't show what he was seeing. For all we know, there were a hundred people standing outside, having a big smoke break. We have no clue. Zach just said, hey, there's no one here. Well, Zach, that doesn't mean anything. Um, 
Billy said he saw someone walking. Um, like I said, unless you heard a door sound, that's probably not the first thing I'm going to go debunk. I'm probably going to look at lens flares and and where people were standing and reflections and and then I'll probably check out the door. But but anyway, um the camera doesn't pick up the noise that they heard with their ear. But Jay's camera actually picks up um a shadow and when they show it um when they point it out i i definitely see it it is slight and it is kind of a quick movement zach says no one was over there well again okay um, there are five of you, including Rob. Uh, I'm going to make the assumption that four of you have cameras. Show us the cameras. I'm also, since it's an interview, I'm going to make the assumption that there were also others there. Show us their cameras. Um, show us where everyone was standing. Again, I when I saw it, I didn't think that it was someone standing there. I thought that it was a shadow of someone moving. But anyway, Zach says, if it wasn't human, then, then what could it be? And this is where I want to bang my head up against the wall because... When he says stuff like that, it is usually a big old sign that he's going to go demon hunting. And he's going to turn into Zack the Demon Hunter. And the episode's just going to go downhill and we're going to get sick and tired of it. But luckily, he kind of stays the course and doesn't do that. So when I'm back from commercial, Rob says that um he is talking and he tells a story that zach says shocks him to the core um rob says that there was a man in the hospital area that scares him and zach says you know well i uh I want to hear more about this. He he asked him about it, and Zach's, or Rob says, "Well, the tours had just ended, so they locked him in. Um, it was about twelve, you know, noon, and he sees a figure in a doorway, and Rob keeps walking, and as he does, the figure backs up into the light and is gone in front of his eyes." Okay, let's stop there. Um, like I said, I looked at the official website. They do give tours. Um, but they say a tour finished. And they locked Rob in there. Well, they give tours all day long. 
when you look at their website, um, they offer like five or six different tours. They offer a photography tour. They offer a history tour. They offer a guard tour. They offer a haunted tour. I mean, they, they are all kinds of different tours. Um, a lot of them are, are 90 minutes to two hours in length. I think the photography tour was like five hours or something like that. They've got tours going on all the time. So why would they be locking Rob in at 12 and he says noon? And they locked him in. Now remember what Zach had just said earlier. It's broad daylight when they're talking to Rob. Because he makes the comment, gee, it's going to get really charged in here tonight when we're in here if it's this active during broad daylight. Which means it's daylight now. And you can see that there's not a lot of sunlight coming in. So what in the world is Rob talking about seeing a figure of a man and he continues to walk towards it and the figure backs up and it it goes into the sunlight and disappears in front of his eyes. And so Zach says, who is it? And Rob says, well, I don't know. Then we hear Zach's voiceover. It's not Zach talking in the room. It is Zach back at his office, voiceover, and Zach says, I wonder if this could be the serial killer who preyed on young men. And if so, Zach is very concerned about the safety of any visitors in this prison. Well... Zach, what made you jump to that big assumption? You asked Rob who it was, and he said, I have no clue. Um, why do you think it might be a serial killer that stayed there a couple days? You're in the hospital section. That is where they're at. They have said that numerous times. So... Why would you assume the serial killer that prays? Why why do you think that he's there? And why are you concerned about the safety of the visitors? But anyway, they decide to split up to cover more ground. And, you know, they're getting ready to start the investigation. And this is where I wish they time-stamped everything. Um, like they do in Destination Fear. Like they do in Holter Files. Like they do in Ghost Nation. Like they do in Ghost um, Hunters. Have I named all of them? I mean, Ghost Adventures timestamps when they want to. Um, but anyway... They decide to split up, and of course, Zach's going to send Aaron and Billy to the hospital uh, where they had just all of the stories. Um, he 
basically wants no part of that. So, uh, Zach and Jay go to the building where Gacy was actually processed. And it's called the, you know, process building. This actually, you know, makes sense to me because this is actually where he was processed for a couple days. And we are going to make the assumption that he was actually processed in this building. I wish every once in a while they would show Ghost Adventures checking and making sure that none of the buildings had changed and that in 1980 when he came that he actually got processed in a smaller building that they used to call the process building but is now whatever and this is the new process building but I'm nitpicking there and I'm sorry but um, I'm starting to get irritated with this 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 episode um, Aaron and Bill feel like as soon as they step through the threshold that it is just different in there um they take pics and then it flashes over to zach who goes into the shower and he says everyone that was processed has to take a shower they make them take a shower when they get processed so casey had to take a shower here Great, Zach. Um, what's your point? Um, yes, Gacy was in that shower, but, you know, I don't think anything weird was there, and I really don't think that Gacy was leaving a bunch of energy there as he was taking a shower getting processed his first day of prison. But anyway, we flash back to Aaron and Billy trying what appears to be a thermal and then an EP, EVP session. And at the same time, they show that Zach is show, uh, trying an EVP session. Now, um, Zach's voiceover says, we try several different methods, and at first, there is nothing so it flashes back to Zach, who has obviously just checked his EVP bursts, and he says, hey, I've done two EVP sessions, and there's been zero voices. And so Aaron and Billy decide to go over into the x-ray room where Zach captured the evidence earlier of the mist. And so they decide to use their SLS camera. Billy says to Aaron, something's behind you. And then its head drops down and Billy says, well, it appears that it just hung itself. It doesn't have a head. And Aaron was like, what? And Billy says, it's gone now. So, um, they kind of replay that. Again, if you've been listening to this podcast, I want you guys to write in and talk to me about the SLS cameras. Here's my first question. Have they fixed them? Because, you know, a lot of people have told me and have wrote me and said SLS cameras are the Xbox Kinect cameras. Kinetic cameras. And they map 
figures on to the nearest vertical surface that it can get. Well, when you look at this screen, the figure is mapped on a vertical surface. It's actually mapped on the wall, and it kind of shows up, and it does do what Billy says as far as its head kind of disappears. Then they break it down, and they try to say that there is a rope coming from the figure's hand. I never saw that. I rewound it twice, and I never could tell that. But um, then in in the voiceover, Zach says, Mike, the guard, told them earlier about people committing suicide by hanging themselves. And he says, this is what interviews do. They have evidence. So you do interviews and then you get the evidence and they match. Well, did they? Because they show a flashback of what Mike said. And Mike talks about, you know, seeing, finding three suicides at different times in his life as a career. And he talks about how there are many suicides in a prison and that some of them are by hanging. He never says that any of them happened in the x-ray room. He never says that he found one in the x-ray room. They don't follow up and ask him, did they happen in the x-ray room? So I really don't think that you can take that interview with Mike and just jump to the conclusion, oh, we've got evidence. And so I think this just is where... When I used to first watch Ghost Adventures, I didn't really watch it with a skeptical eye. It was new. It was exciting. People were talking about it. It was entertainment. And as I watched it more and more, I started paying attention to it more. And it's still entertainment. I still love Ghost Adventures. I love their personalities. I think they're great guys. But I do watch it a little bit more with a skeptical eye, almost with a, a TV eye as far as I want to know if they're jumping to wide conclusions without any proof. Are they faking stuff? Um, are they doing the sin of omission? Um, are they planning things in our heads that when they get evidence later that it's almost like it came true? Because the thing is, you don't know when stuff happens. You don't know if they go on an investigation and find something and then do an interview to prove it. You um, don't know if 
they look for certain things. So then we get introduced to Dr. Helen Morrison, and she's a forensic psychiatrist that spent over 600 hours interviewing Gacy. And Zach asks, why did Gacy kill so many? Wasn't it an addiction? And Dr. Morrison says Gacy really didn't know who or what he was. Um, And Zach immediately wants to know, well, was he afraid of death? And Morrison says, no, no. Um, And then Zach says, well, when you interviewed him, did you suspect him of being demonically possessed? Well, here it comes. You know, we have to throw the demon in there. You know, we have to say, because there are those in the paranormal community that believe in order to kill a lot of people, to in order to have no empathy to hurt someone, that you have to be possessed by a demon. And so I think that's why Zach is... is you know, kind of fascinated with this and is asking this question. Um, Morrison gives the typical doctor answer. Well, yeah, um, it could be possible. It could be possible that he was a demon. This is where I kind of wanted to say definitions, like definitions, because a lot of people say their child is a demon. Especially during the terrible twos and threes. My little child's a demon. They don't mean possessed by the devil. They do not mean that a fallen angel has taken over their child. They just mean their child is having a meltdown or acting bad by drawing on the walls. Um, To Zach, though, this means fallen angels, Satan. This means somebody that can possess you. This means someone that can take over your body. This could be exorcism, uh, you know, Kyle Bishop Bryan. And so I want to shout and shake at Zach and say, definitions, dude, definitions. You need to explain to Dr. Morrison, you know, what exactly you're talking about. Now, I understand what Zach's answer probably would be is, hello, I'm a paranormal investigator. I'm a ghost hunter. I'm on TV. She probably knew that when I said demonically, um, possessed that I did mean demon, fallen angel, I meant Satan, but, you know, maybe not, maybe not, uh, Zach then asked if Gacy's infected mind could be, bring on a curse, well, Morrison says there is a presence of a person where he was in the jail. Let me repeat that. Zach asked if Gacy's infected mind could bring on a curse like at the jail. Dr. Morrison's response is that the presence of a person is where he was in the jail. She didn't say Gacy. She said there is a presence of a 
person in the jail. But Zach took that as gold, as in she said Gacy's at the jail. No, Zach, no, that's that's about as far away from what she said as possible. Um, but anyway, um, he says there is, and and Morrison says, well, well, yeah, you know, um. He, Zach says it took him three days to get out there to 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 um, Illinois, and he was thinking entirely the whole entire time about this particular subject. Well, first of all, let's go off on a tangent. Zach right now is scared of flying. Um, there are a lot of different stories about a plane catching on fire, about lightning hitting a plane, about him uh, getting possessed on a plane. Um, and right now, Zach has not been flying. Zach has been taking an RV and driving uh, that is the reason why so many seasons, last, I think, three or four, they have not went west of the Mississippi. They, the furthest they went was um, Alton, Illinois, and it took them three days to get there also. Um, and I shouldn't say it took them. It took Zach. Um, three days to get there and I believe two and a half to get back. Um, the others fly. The others want to spend time with their family. Um, they have things to do. Um, they have other things, uh, other businesses or other things um, in their lives such as children. And so they fly. Whereas Zach right now is not flying at this time as far as I know. Um, so he was on his tour bus, and so when he says, you know, it took him three days to get out there, and this was basically consuming his mind the whole entire time, um, I truly believe that. Because his next question is, do you own Gacy's brain? And Dr. Morrison says yes. Um, after Gacy was executed, his brain was donated for scientific study, and once the examination was completed, then Dr. Morrison took possession of his brain. Now, this is something that has been happening now for, I don't know, probably 30 years now, 20, 30 years, that different serial killers are being grant are granting interviews with forensic psychologists, uh, profilers, people from the FBI, uh, people studying the minds of serial killers. Many of them have been hooked up to lie detectors. Many of them have, have done brain mapping. Um, a lot of them are donating their brains to science. So this is not an unusual thing. So I don't want you guys to, to think that. What was a little unusual to me is number one, Dr. Morrison is sitting there at a table with Zach um, with gloves on and there appears to be a Tupperware container in front of them and um, Zach picks it up to look at it and says this is incredible 
and terrifying at the same time. Well, I'm sure it is a little interesting. You can see that the brain has been sliced um, in strips so that, that they could study different parts of it and look at the different features and everything. But I am also sure that most of us dissected our frogs or our pigs in seventh grade science biology class and have seen, you know, brains and, and probably got to cut them open and things like that, or have seen them on TV. So, it is interesting and fascinating and incredible, and it's terrifying to think that, you know, in this Tupperware container holds someone's brain. Not just that the fact that it's John Wayne Gacy's brain. But um, Dr. Morrison then asks Zach if he wants to take a piece of the brain out and hold it. And Zach gets this look of a little kid in a candy store. And I was amazed. Um, I had heard on the internet that he had this kind of reaction, but to see it was really weird. Um, he definitely was fascinated with this, and he makes the some kind of comment about how with him holding it, um, their DNA would touch and connect, and Zach, you know, of course, has gloves on and he holds it and he gets a weird look and says this is something i will never forget and i'm just like zach can you act any more weird people think you're a weirdo bad enough already could you act any worse and where are the other three guys did they not want to bother with this I can't imagine, especially Billy, um, was not a little bit intrigued with this. Um, why are they not there asking Dr. Morrison some questions? Why did they not get to hold the brain and, and, and look at it and everything? But um, this whole part of this was for Zach. This had nothing to do with her investigation. He did not ask not one question that had anything to do with her investigation. Oh, no, he asked, um, did she think that, that um, there was a presence at the jail? And she said, yeah. Didn't say it was Gacy. But Zach did not ask her anything about their investigation that could help them. He didn't invite her along. Nothing. This was purely for TV purposes and for Zach to live out a fantasy. Um, he is fascinated with serial killers. He is collecting serial killer items for the museum. And that's what this whole section's about. And to me, it's a little sad. Um, anyway, there was a commercial. And um, then the lockdown begins and he says oh we're getting truly locked in in this abandoned forest and he um our fortress and he talks about how it's a prison and they're 
actually locked in. Well, then he says, even though the wife was killed, even the warden's wife was killed. What? Say what? Um, what are you talking about, Cy? Um, did you think about this in editing that you hadn't mentioned this before? Because talking about the warden's wife dying, no one told us that story. It was not a part of the interview. I look through my notes, and I'm thinking, how did I miss that? I have not been asleep during this. I did not get bored and fast forward or anything like that. How did I miss that the warden's wife got murdered? But um, Zach is looking at a map. And he starts mentioning places, and he's probably got, I don't know, eight, nine places marked. Over half of them have never been mentioned. We were never shown. Uh, I am sure that uh, Billy and Aaron, we could see, they were acting like they knew what Zach was talking about. And Zach was saying, hey, we're going to go here, and we're going to go there, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. But the thing that I was paying attention to was, you know, we went on a tour with Lisa, we went with Rob, we went with Mike, over half of these places, we didn't see, and so, what exactly is he talking about, why did he not cut this in editing, or why did we not spend more time here? If there is this many locations, and people truly believe this place is haunted, again, why aren't we here for John Wayne Gacy? Why is this not a regular, open-ended prison investigation where they spend some time here? Why did we not do a half an hour, 45 minutes of actual investigation and then spend the night there, get what we got, what we what was shown, and then come back another night and investigate more. I I just I don't get that. This place is humongous when you look at that map. Um so did they set up cameras all around this? Did this need to be a longer lockdown? I did not hear them say, hey, we need to make sure that we put a camera in this room. We need to make sure we put a camera in there. And they didn't set up a base. They, nothing. Um, so for there to be eight or nine places for them to have marked that they, they want to do in one night in, you know, three, four or five hours of, of investigation, it is just extremely weird to me that we're not setting up cameras, we're, we're not doing anything like that, it, it's just weird, 
But anyway, he says, hey, uh, Billy and I are going to start over in the admin's building, which is where the warden's quarters used to be. And then he tells the story about how in 1915, the warden's wife was brutally bludgeoned and then burned in her bed for to death. And... The mystery has never been solved. And um, so, Zach takes his full-spectrum camera over there while they're in the admin uh, administration building. And, of course, we catch light anomaly. Number two. Because, like I told you, when they don't catch stuff, when they're not excited about a bunch of stuff, then we catch all kinds of light anomalies. Then we find out that Jay and Aaron are going to go to the hospital. Poor Aaron. Basically, that's the only building he's been in. He has been stuck in this hospital basically for two days. He was there during interviews. He was there during baselines. He was there again during interviews. And he's been over there with Billy. And now he's over there with Jay. Come on, let the poor boy see some different scenery. But anyway, um... They're in there focusing on this large male figure that affects all those who enter. Well, I've already told you, I don't think this is John Wayne Gacy. I, I, he was not ever portrayed as being extremely aggressive or anything. So, Aaron begins asking questions about Gacy. And again, Jay catches a light anomaly, entering Aaron as Aaron's having trouble speaking. Well, guys, I'm sorry. I have been watching this all seasons uh, for years and years and years. Um, Aaron always has trouble speaking, stuttering around uh, words uh, that should be in one order, uh, come out in a different order because his mind moves so fast. So I don't believe for one second that him mispronouncing the sentence was caused by a light anomaly. I just, just not believe in that. So we go back to Zach and Billy and they start asking questions about Mrs. Allen Spirit, which is the warden's wife. And Zach sees on the, the, the wall, all hell, the dark lord Satan. And Billy says, that's why this room feels darker. It's because they're doing things in here, dude. Well, what an assumption to make. Um... And here's my question. They act like this is brand new information. Because the next thing Zach says is maybe um, there's a portal. And then he says, oh my gosh, there's burn marks on the floor. And Billy's just great. You know, I'm standing right on it. Let's think about this one. Um, it was daylight when they took their tour with all these different people. 
they had to have heard the story about the warden's, the warden's wife being killed. Did they not see the black spray paint about Satan then? Did they not see the burning marks in the floor then? Just pointing it out, guys. Just pointing it out that I really feel either they've never been to this building and this is brand new information, which I find real hard to believe, or they're practicing their acting. Anyway, Zach pulls out his Obvious 5 and he asks, Is this an active portal? And the response is, Need. Zach says, Well, what do you need? Now, me being a smart aleck, um, I wanted to say a portal. They need a portal. You ask, is this an active portal? And they said, need. Um, because, yeah, we need one. Um, so why don't you make us one? But um, Zach does not take it that way. Um, he believes that they need something. So he is bound to determine to figure it out. But we pop right back over to Aaron and Jay. Um, Aaron's still talking to Gacy. And I said, are you showing up because Zach touched your brain? Well, Aaron, if he was going to show up because Zach touched his brain, if Zach is the one that touched his brain, why would he show up to you? You didn't. As far as we know, we didn't see it. You didn't say it. So if Zach's the one that touched his brain, why would he show up to you? But here's the thing. John Wayne Gacy gave his brain to science. Do you know how many people have probably touched his brain? Do you know how many people have probably prodded and cut pieces off of that, have ran experiments on that, have looked under the microscope of that, have put computers on that and scanned it? I mean, come on. Do you think that John Wayne Gacy's showing up to all these people? But anyway... Aaron sets up a camera in the room where he felt something before, and it, it supposedly had a full battery, and it drained. And he shows that it's only been filming for eight minutes. Uh, it's obviously dying. So they go to commercial, and then we finally get a timestamp that it's 1040. Uh, Billy sets the equipment right where uh, people have been doing the rituals and we can see that the temperature is 68.9 um, and that it's flashing a little bit. Zach says that the ovulus has only said need and it's been about 10 minutes, but he doesn't want to give up. And as soon as he says, I don't want to give up, he starts feeling cold behind him and says it's coming into this room okay did you try to prove that 
yeah, I'm sitting here waiting. I'm letting you think. Because I just told you, Billy set down a device that measures temperature where people had been doing rituals. Zach says, I feel this cold air. Why did they not pick that up and get a temperature reading and watch it go down or up or stay the same or whatever? He also says it's coming through this doorway. Did you try to debunk that? Did you try to debunk that there wasn't air flowing through there? That there wasn't some kind of cold that it wasn't you or anything like that and as soon as he walks in the office says bean now you tell me what you think of when you hear the word bean a lot of you who are paranormal enthusiasts are going to assume exactly what Zach did. That it meant a noun. That it meant human. Human being. Not me. When I saw the word being, I thought of the word the the verb that we use as being being in a state of something or being here or uh being there or you know i have been whatever um zach took it as they need a being as in they need a human I didn't, like I said, I took it as being needy, being, having a need, that, that they, uh, being as a verb, but anyway, Zach says that he sees something kind of move out of the corner of his eye, Aaron and Jay see another light anomaly as Aaron is using his office, and then he goes in the x-ray room. Um, he heard something and Jay says, man, this x-ray room has been crazy the whole entire time we've been there. Well, my question is, is there something wrong with the x-ray room? It has an x-ray machine. This place closed down in 2002. Why is there an x-ray machine in there those things are pretty expensive has it been stripped of everything or is it an actual working x-ray machine if it is a working x-ray machine then it has parts in it that can hurt you because when you go get an x-ray do you notice that the little x-ray technicians wear those uh big uh, weighted down vests do you understand that when you get an extra ankle that they cover you with one of those uh, x-ray vests that are weighted down or an x-ray uh, like weighted blanket 
they cover you because x-ray machines have things in them that they don't want done to you so yeah there's stuff crazy happening in that room i think you guys probably should debunk it but no jay pulls out an electromagnetic detector and he places it on the X-ray table, and then he lays down, and of course, they immediately flip black to Zach and Billy, and they say, you know, we didn't receive any other activity, um, guys, let me let you in on a secret, you didn't receive any, you received an obvious that said need and bean and Zach felt a cold spot. That's what you got. I don't know how long you were there, but that's what you got. You didn't get a whole lot of activity. Spray paint about Satan on the wall and a place where there's burn marks in the floor, that doesn't count as activity. You got two ovulus words that could have been randomly generated and you got a cold spot that even Billy didn't corroborate. So, come on guys, you didn't get anything. So they decide to head over to the other side of the prison yard and to split up. Um, they say Gacy was processed you know, in the process building, and, of course, Zach wants him to go in there, and Zach is gonna shoot the prison yard with some IR infrared binoculars, because some prisoners had to have been killed in the yard. Really, Zach? Really? Anyway... Um, Billy walks in, and he is immediately terrified in the process building. He says he feels like there's a million eyes watching him, and he kind of goes over into the shires, and he is just borderline freaking out. And this is where Zach says he sees with his own eyes a glowing ball of light hovering through the prison yard. And that it's definitely not a bird and it's definitely not a bat. He then picks up the infrared binoculars and he gets it as he's traveling. And it, to me, again, looks like a light anomaly. Zach immediately says, you know, it's not a lens flare or anything like that, but he never tries to debunk it. He never tries to recreate it or anything like that. Just, just weird to me. Zach, um jumps to so many conclusions that it's not even funny. But Jay's laying on the x-ray table, um, and he's talking to Gacy about how he, meaning Gacy, is uh, disconnected from everyone. And it flashes to Morrison saying, I'm assuming to Zach, that she spent hours and hours with him and got nothing. He felt nothing. So Jack, or Jay hears something. Aaron 
they flash to Aaron, who is obviously in another part of the hospital, and he shows that there's black mold on the wall, which is why he is wearing a ventilator and talks about how dangerous ghost hunting is. And then he asks for Mr. Gacy to bang on the wall or slam a door. Well, about this time, Jay absolutely loses it, freaks out, runs from the room, and runs outside. Well, at first, because Aaron's told Gacy, hey, bang on something, you know, uh, slam something, he's actually hearing Jay having his meltdown, but he thinks that it's a spirit. So it actually takes Aaron just a couple minutes to figure out, oh, 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 that's not a spirit, that's Jay. And so instead of hearing Jay tell us what he thought, what he saw, how he was feeling, we see Jay holding his chest and we hear Zach. Let me repeat that. We don't hear Jay. We see Jay holding his chest, but we do not hear Jay describe anything. We hear a voiceover of Zach saying that Jay, while he was laying there on the x-ray table, saw a black mass, and it hovered over him, and then he got extreme chest pain. And then, of course, they had a static cam in there trained on Jay, and what do they see? They see two light anomalies moving away from Jay in unison as he's getting up. Now, again... No debunction. Didn't think, oh, could have been a belt, could have been a watch, could have been, you know, Aaron walking in the hallway, could have been somebody else walking in the hallway. Nothing. They they don't even try to debunk that. So then we have Billy and Zach leaving to investigate a new building. Because remember on that map, we've got a billion buildings to investigate. And we've got such little time to do it. And we're not getting anything. We've gotten two words on the ovulus. We have gotten Satan on the wall. We've gotten burn marks on the floor. We have gotten Zach's having a cold spot again we've saw some light anomalies we've had billy being terrified we have had jay laying on an x-ray table freaking out and we've had some more light anomalies that's it anyway um they go to the segregation building and billy says Uh, hey, are you going to talk to us? You don't have to be nice. And then he starts banging. And I'm like, Billy, why are you provoking? What's going on? Um, 
they say they don't feel anything as they're entering the sales. And then they introduce us and they say they're using a direct link uh, device. And I pause it because I want to read the definition of this. I have never heard of a direct link device. The definition is actually a spirit communication device that rapidly sweeps audio frequencies within an electromagnetic spectrum. Guys, you can rewind this and hear me read that again. What is that? Write me. Hit me up at ParanormalReviewsPod at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter or Facebook and you tell me what you think that is because it sure sounds like a spirit box to me. Why are they not calling it a spirit box? I know Bill Chappelle um, took off and went to Australia. I thought he was back now. Um, I know Gary Galka has, you know, been working with them. Um, they don't like George Brown, so they don't use Geoport devices. So, um, now we're calling this a direct link device because it sure sounds like a spirit box to me. But anyway, um, Zach admits after a while of being bored until he walks obviously into the next cell where he says he sees two guys sitting on the bed um and he says that how he's feeling is very hard to explain and he keeps telling Billy I'm being serious I'm being serious and it's almost like you can see that Zach is um, getting aggravated um, he said in the voiceover that he remembers feeling overwhelming panic and of course then they catch a light anomaly that appears to be misc like like mist and that it's not a lens flare they know it it's not a lens flare and then i have watched almost every episode of ghost adventures since it started and they do something that i've never seen them do they take the image and they flip it upside down and they think that it might be a cloaked figure raising its arm say what what are you guys doing now you have seen a hundred light anomalies this episode I realized that Zach just admitted he was bored until he went in the cell where he says he saw two men and he doesn't know how he feels that he thought it was overwhelming panic and you see this weirdo mist-like anomaly so you flip it upside down what on earth made you think to flip it upside down 
and then stare at it and think, oh, it has a cloak on. Oh, oh, it's raising its hand. Come on, guys. You're better than this. Anyway, Zach says, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back in there. So they go back in. Zach asks, who are you? And Zach immediately says, I'm feeling that way again. So Zach says, I'm coming in, I'm coming in. And Zach's like, no, no, I have to confront this. It's all on me. And it's like Zach knows he's in the middle of something. So he starts asking about Gacy. Because remember, that's why they're there. Um, then Zach says he's frozen. It's like he can't move. And Billy's first words are, well, don't have a panic attack. Um, Zach says, I saw a guy here and a guy there. And they were just like flash images. The, the, and I need to go get the SLL scammer from the golf cart. So, Zach just immediately leaves and goes outside. And Billy starts talking about how he thinks Zach has hitchhikers. Spirits that have jumped on him. And that they're not wanting to get off. They're wanting to travel with him. And that's why he's feeling weird. So, after we come back from commercial we get another timestamp that it's 211 now remember the last timestamp we got was 1040 but now it's 211 so um what is that it's been three and a half hours that they've been running around Billy and Zach have been three or four different places. Jay and Aaron, as far as we know, are still stuck in the hospital. But anyway, um, Zach goes to a camera that's set up outside and starts talking to it. He says something happens. I don't know. And I don't know if I can turn it back around. Um... And he walks back in, he gives Billy the camera, and he says, I'm just feeling weird. And Billy says, hey, I, I think I know what's going on. So Zach starts rubbing his chest, and he says, something happened to me in that cell. I I I don't know what's going on. Uh, Billy says, I think you may have some hitchhikers. And Zach is not paying attention. He's not listening so Billy says why are you rubbing your chest Zach doesn't answer him or if he does they cut that part out because Zach says I feel like for closure I need to turn that SLS camera on and he wants to use an EMF, um, you know, energy to see what's going on. He said he thinks something's trying to appear on the SLS camera. 
Well, here's the problem I see. I'm just adding my two cents in. If what people have told me about the SLS camera is true, and a figure has to map itself on the nearest vertical surface, if you look at that particular area, there are 50 billion vertical surfaces. You know, there's a wall jutting out. It's a bathroom um, uh, area. And there's one wall jutting out and then another coming through making almost an L shape and then there's a wall then there's the toilet and so it, it's almost like the camera can't map a person or a figure or whatever you want to call it because it can't get a read where it's supposed to map it and Zach is moving the camera so Zach's saying something's trying to appear. Is that a spirit that's trying to appear? Or is that a default of the technology? So then immediately, Zach says the direct link device. Remember, I think that's a spirit box, but you guys write me. Anyway, he says it's in his right pants pocket. It's lifted from his pocket as he's holding the camera with his right hand. And the device is then thrown to the floor. And then, because it's thrown to the floor, it makes a noise. And Zach goes, what? He moves the camera to a different angle and a figure appears on the SLS camera. So let's walk through that again. They show it from beginning to end. They show Zach's SLS camera. It cannot get a figure. You hear Zach say something is trying to appear. Then there is a camera behind Zach. You can see Billy in front of him. You can see Zach's left hand. It is not holding anything. It is open. You can see Zach holding the SLS camera, moving it in his right hand. You see a shadow in his right pants pocket move. He states that that is the uh, direct link device being lifted from his pocket and then you hear a noise of it dropping to the floor you don't i don't actually see it drop to the floor and they didn't put a circle around it um, so i don't think you can see it drop to the floor but you hear it you see zach's hand move and then it flashes to the sls camera where you can see a figure appear because the camera's at a different angle and the sls camera can now map it 
on a vertical surface. Now, what came out of Zach's pocket? Yeah, Billy picked it up and said it was the direct link device. How did it come out of his pocket? I have absolutely no idea. Was it a spirit? I have absolutely no idea. I think it's weird that as big as that direct link device, which I think is a spirit box, is number one that it was in his pocket and he never felt it come out of his pocket. Because when I feel something moving in my pocket or um, I almost feel like a hand's in my pocket going to move it or something, I'm going to jump. I'm going to grab at it. Zach didn't do that. So it's almost like he never felt it move. So the, the direct link device moved from his pocket and then it was thrown in the floor and he never noticed it was gone. Until Billy picks it up and says, this is your direct link box. And he says, wait a minute, that was in my pocket. That was that was in my right-hand pocket. Just weird. Weird. But anyway, Zach says, you're not going to do this to me. You aren't going to bully me. You're not going to take me over. Well, Zach, I don't, I don't know that um, anyone did anything to you other than take your direct link device. Um, I don't think they were bullying you. I don't think they were trying to possess you. I have not been through as much as I. I, I, I will definitely say that. But if something wants my direct link device, I probably would have turned it on and started asking questions to see if it got it out of my pocket to use it. But anyway, they, they, they don't do that. They, they, they don't do that. So, um, again, the static camera captured another anomaly, uh, a light anomaly, and Zach says that this has never happened to him. So then they show their normal ending scenes where Zach does his voiceover and they're showing the sun come up and they're showing the picture of the building and he says, we came looking for Gacy and we may have just came face to face with the killer clown himself. What? What? That is your... Your conclusion? What happened to you guys reviewing evidence? What happened to you guys uh, debunking stuff? I am so disappointed in this. And I know this has been long. And if you have stuck with me through this, thank you. Because this has been awful for me. They got a bunch of of light anomalies. They got two words on an ovulus. They got JC in a black mask freaking out and leaving. They got Zach feeling a cold spot. Zach supposedly saw two figures in a cell that freaked him out. And 
this new uh, direct link device come out of his pocket. They didn't debunk any of it. They didn't try to use any of it. Why did you not go back to the hotel? After that direct link device came out of your pocket and tell the director, call up Travel Channel. I don't care who you've got to call and say, hey, something jerked something out of my pocket last night. Um, we need to stay another day. We need to go back in there and see if we can get any other evidence of Something playing around. I don't think it's John Wayne Gacy. Why did you even edit this episode to be part of John Wayne Gacy? You know good and doggone well it was not John Wayne Gacy. So for you to put that video or voiceover in at the end, Zach, was was just craziness absolutely craziness but if you think that that direct link device came out of your right hand pocket and it was thrown in the floor why didn't you stay an extra day and actually investigate it you have said for 10 years i want answers it is in the opening introduction of your show. We want answers. Well, you had a chance to look and get some answers. Zach, why didn't you do that? If any of you guys have an answer, you have questions, you have comments, you have problems, you have protests, you are mad that I have been so mean to Zach and the boys, please, please, please write me at paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter or come to our Facebook group, which, like I said, is called Nick Groff, uh, Portals to Hell and Ghost Adventures. We will be more than happy to talk to you guys about this, but please, please, please uh, let me know what you think. Make sure that you subscribe to this on any other major platforms. I'm not sure what we're going to do next, but um, we're going to take a break on Ghost Adventures for just a second. Now, next up, I believe it's Ted Bundy. But anyway, uh, we are going to pick up Ghost Adventures eventually. But like I said, uh, maybe we'll do one of the new shows that have... um, popped up here recently or something like that but i look forward to hearing from you and i look for doing another episode for you soon